everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm W-O-N-D-E-R-F-U-L, because apparently this episode is all about spelling easy-to-spell words. To be fair, it's... Yes, that's what happens when it's elementary school children I, I and spelling me. I was going to say it's elementary school. They're not... They're eight-year-olds. And they get... I don't know, Lisa gets a transigence at the end. That's not easy. Uh, it's it's not hard, I would say, for a spelling bee level word. But you're right. Like I said, it's for elementary school students. That's so probably very difficult for them. Hi, guys. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus material. We have a person to thank, Matthew. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher your last name, Jeremy. I apologize for it in advance. Jeremy Mikesowski? That's my Mike Mike Kowski. I'm gonna go with Mike Kowski. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. This week's episode is I'm spelling as fast as I can. Episode EABF07 originally aired February 16th, 2003, the same day as our last episode. How about that? Back to back. It's written by Kevin Curran, directed by Nancy Cruz, with 22.1 million viewers, fourth overall, directly ahead of our last episode. This this uh, I th- it, this benefited from the lead-in of our last episode the th- of the quote unquote three hundredth episode, which is not the three hundredth episode. Uh, this this got a little bit higher viewers than the uh, than Barting over. So the least episode did better than the Bart episode. Interesting. I I think it's just that people were watching more. People were tuning in as. The episode That's went on. True. The later episodes always tend to do better. And then so they were already watching when a new another new episode was on. So they're like, sure, I'll keep watching. Uh, it was fourth overall. That's like for the week. It's really good. Fourth and fifth. So the that 300th episode pop did something. The episode, the couch gag. Homer draws the family on an etch-a-sketch. Or I should say etch-a-sketch. It's not actually, it's a, I believe they call it a sketch-a-etch, but whatever. Well, uh yeah. So episode guest real brand names. It's fine, you know. It's okay. Uh, so guest stars George Plimpton as himself. I know you're a big George Plimpton head. Uh, I totally know who that is. He was. He's a writer. Oh well, how about that? Then I probably should know who he is. I thought he was going to be like an old TV star. He uh, he says he's he you know he 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 says in the episode he founded the Paris Review. I or- didn't think that was real, but okay, sure. I can never tell in The Simpsons anymore what what is it an actual guest star's real provenance and what they have made up for that. It's a literary magazine. I get that. I know what the Paris Review is. I'm saying I did not think that. Never mind. <laughs> George Plimpton's in this episode. He's fine. Uh, I don't know why he, they chose him, but because he plays a relatively integral part of, to the episode, it's really strange yeah. they chose him. But okay, I guess he has authority. That's uh, that's useful. The episode begins with Bart watching Booberella on television. Saturday afternoon matinee with a movie about Frankenstein and uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, I think, is what that movie is. Yes, it's Frankenstein and the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Mummy and the Washington Generals. Uh, I would not watch that movie, Matt. Really? I, I would definitely watch that movie. Okay, I'll remember that next time we suggest a movie for our, for Simpson Cinema. Okay. You, that you'd watch... The Frankenstein and Harlem Globetrotters movie. Uh huh. Absolutely. Okay. So they're watching. We're they're watching TV, and uh, we get a commercial. 
we get a couple commercials, Matt, actually. And they are both both commercials are basically our ways in to the plots of these episodes. The A and B plot of this episode. Uh, the first is a back-to-school sale at the Quickie Mart. Hello, Springfield. Come to my back-to-school parking lot blowout. School's starting, Bart. Aren't you excited? This year you'll learn about local history. We've got first-rate school supplies at third-world prices at the Quickie Mart, where we believe in America. Please, don't beat me up anymore. So, it's time to go back to school. Yay, back to school. Woo. Again. Where Bart and Lisa are both... Lisa is starting the second grade again, and Bart is starting the fourth grade again. They just keep starting the same grades over and over again. It's, it's Groundhog's Elementary School. Yep. So we're 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 back to school. That's the first. It's not really the plot, but it is getting us there. Uh, the next is directly applicable for the B plot, and that is a commercial for the Rib Witch. Like a rib, it tastes like liberty. Like a rib with a bun of sesame. We start with authentic letter-graded meat and process the hell out of it till it's good enough for Krusty. Try my new Krusty Ribwich. Mmm! I don't mind the taste. Ooh, a new hamburger sandwich. Well, I can't wait to pack that into my colon. Dude, take it easy on the fatty foods. You're running out of leg veins to transplant into your heart. I got arm veins, don't I? Yes, sir. I mean, possibly he has arm veins. I don't know if arm veins are as applicable as leg veins. They're smaller. I don't think it matters, Matt. What are your thoughts on the McRib? Uh, I've had one. It's it's okay. I, I mean, I've had much, much better thing. I, I definitely would not consider it barbecue in any way, shape, or form. Matt, wait, wait a, a minute, Matt. The, the, it is shaped. Those that meat pressed into that rib shape, are you, are you telling me that's not authentic barbecue? I am telling you that it's not authentic barbecue, unfortunately. I'm not even particularly sure what animal that meat comes from. Doesn't matter. It doesn't, which is what we'll find out with the rib witch. <laughs> so we have the rib witch. It's a McRib analog uh, in this. The, the Homer's little B plot of this it directly directly correlates to real life situations where people fall around, fall around the McRib because they love it for some reason. They must be from places well, that it's a limited time thing. So everyone wants limited time things and they'll do crazy things to get them because they're limited that they would not do for something that's around all the time. All you have to do is live in Texas and then you're just like, oh, right. The, the fake barbecue. Why would on earth would I eat that when there's why would anyone eat that anywhere? Barbecue is everywhere now. That's true. Now, when I grew up, there was no barbecue except for Sonny's. That's true. Yeah. Sonny's is OK for what it is. It's decent. I mean, if you have, if you want fast barbecue, yeah. Sunday's is Florida only at this point. Still, have expanded. Is it really, I thought it was. I wasn't sure. Guys from oh. around the world, tell us where if you have a Sunny's barbecue or if that's just a Florida thing. Um, so we're going back to school. We go back, and I think that's. I think I will. I'm going to try and be positive, Matt, about this episode. Okay. I generally, I think I like this episode more than I dislike it. That's accurate. Yeah. And I think it's well paced. It keeps my attention. It's not boring. It it also, but it it and it you know has a good uh, a good I don't know good I want I don't want to use the word pace again. Yeah, it, it, it bounces back and forth between the two plots really well. It uses its time well. Good really, balance. Yeah, balance. Thank you. So we go back to school where uh, we learn about Nelson's summer. 
Nelson, how was your summer? Sucked. What'd you do? Space camp. Honey's Cadet Nelson, good to be back on terra firma, eh? <gasps> how about I launch my foot into your butt? I held your hair when you barfed in the simulator. Shut up! Commander. Welcome back, children. We've all had fascinating summers. I was the maitre d' at the Springfield Country Club. My dad says you were a bus boy. You mean your dad, the raging alcoholic? That's maybe a little too far. I was about to say, that's pretty harsh for an elementary school student, although it's Jimbo, so we don't know how old he actually is. Yeah, that's true. I, Matt, I, can we just get an episode that is Martin Nelson doing space camp together? I know, right? How great would that be? You'd, all... you'd throw Lisa in there for the Simpsons connection, but yeah, like, I, I want to see those kids in space camp. That'd be great. Give me, I want Martin it... Nelson's space camp adventure. Come on, Team Discovery Channel. Exactly. And it would just so like, uh, uh, oh, 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 God, uh. The summer camp movie, the stupid one, Wet Hot American Summer. It would be like the nerd portion of Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> the stupid one. <laughs> it's wonderful, but it's very stupid. I mean, that's the idea. I don't think that movie is trying to be like highbrow. But uh, Skinner, had the whole the whole school is in attendance uh, for their get. I don't know. I we never had like a big meeting for first day of school. We it was just the first day of school. You went to classes. I don't know. Uh, but all the kids are in the auditorium. So Skinner has an impromptu school-wide spelling bee. Uh, we better get down to business as this is a non-leap year. We're already a day behind. Come on, man. Everyone knows the first day of school is a total wank. Well, if by wank you mean educational fun, then stand back. It's wanking time. <laughs> Let's get the year rolling with an all-school spelling bee. Woo! I guess I won't be popular this year, either. Bart, your word is imply. Imply. I-M-P. Bart said I-M-P. He's made a P. <laughs> well, I got my laugh. I'm out of here. I made Bart in my pants. Well, we're down to our last two students. Millhouse, your word is choke. Oh, I know this one. It's so easy. F. Oh, man. <laughs> Stop laughing. It will scar him for life. <laughs> it is kind of infectious. <laughs> Lisa, impune. I-M-P. Hey, Lisa said she was... <coughs> Shut up, P. U-G-N. Impune. That's right. Lisa Simpson, your school champion. Wow, I better make the most of this. Free Tibet! There'll be time for that later. Now you can concentrate on representing our school at the state spelling finals. And here's your prize for today, a scale model of the planet Mars. This is just a kickball with Mars written on it. Behold, the red planet. I just want to say, I know it's not a very long between the IMP and the follow-up, shut up, P, but that's great. I love that joke. I also want to call out a very small joke here that is easy to overlook which is skinner saying we're if this is not a leap year so we're already a day behind yeah and that's great that is that that is telling us that they they schedule around as leap years as the default well yeah because uh that gives them the most amount of uh time to use so obviously they have to schedule around that and then they'll just have to work extra hard in non-leap years so you know of, of course Matt, have you ever participated in a spelling bee? 
I don't believe so, no. I was runner-up in my school. Whoa. I went to the county spelling bee as the, as the, as the, in case the first per, first place person died or something, I guess. I don't know why I went. There was, they were fine. If they were sick that day, then I could see myself going to the county. I just sat there with my principal while the person who finished first went up and did their thing. Lost. Did they, did they win? Oh, they lost? Oh, yeah, they, they lost. You could have been like, all right, I, 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 uh, I'm going to, uh, win by run of combat. And, like, you have to defeat them in combat, and then, you know. I was in third grade. Yeah, exactly. I did end up breaking that kid's wrist later on playing dodgeball accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. You threw bars at him. <laughs> We're still friends. Oh, good. We're still friends. Uh, that's my experience. I, I misspelled maestro, I believe is the word that I lost to, which I still think that's I... even English. Gee. <laughs> I... I thought I spelled it right, too, at the time. I was pretty confident about it, because I was reading a lot of Incredible Hulk comic books at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe Marvel gets it wrong on purpose to avoid some kind of copyright claim. Maybe. Uh, anyway, Lisa is the winner of the school spelling bee. She's moving on, and we are moving on to a commercial in five minutes and four seconds. Indeed, and when we come back, uh, we see Lisa telling Marge and Homer about her victory and what it means for her. It was so exciting! I actually got applause for being smart. Mars, eh? Hmm. I see no evidence of water. Well, this is very impressive, Lisa. I'm kicking this right onto the mantle. Well, I'm not done yet. Principal Skinner said if I win the state finals, I can go to the Spell Olympics. I'm just happy you're excited about something besides saving the whales. Face it, they're doomed. That's right, Marge. The whales are doomed, and there's nothing we can do to stop that. That's why uh, now, 20 years later, we used to have no whales. I mean, there's still whales. Oh. There's still whales, man. For now. Uh, there are, really. I thought they'd all been wiped out by now. Huh. Weird. I know. Anyway. That's what you'd think by the Simpsons. Uh, so, yes. Uh, Lisa is very excited about what's going on. Uh, but then we move to the Homer plot, and the Rib Witch is here. Uh, which... No, Robbie, I did not mention Ribbit in the notes because we were going to skip right past Ribbit. I know. I Weird need... frog covered in. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to talk about the Ribbit for a second, Matt. Oh, okay, fine. So Homer goes to the Christie Burger to check the, to try the Rib Witch. And, uh, no, they, here, here's the thing, Matt. Here's the thing. This is, I want to I mention this because it stood out to me. He wasn't going to Krusty Burger. Oh, that's right. He's just stopping by. He was walking. He was like, walking past, and then he sees the ribbit, and then he goes in for the rib witch after licking the ribbit's sauce skin. <laughs> I like the ribbit. It's a magical sauce. I mean, I liked. I, there's a lot. There's this B plot ends up getting a little meandering, and I think ends up contributing to the the kind of the the general vagueness of this episode, like theme um but i do like the, the the insanity of the ribbit and the fact that it's doused in sauce i'll take it oh, yeah because because homer is like oh this sauce is good he goes inside he has a rib which yeah, goes on basically a psychedelic drug trip eats you know dozens more and then he just basically passes out and uh, apparently they're used to it because they call for a drool cleanup so this is par for the course for the rib witch. It's a, it's a requiem for the requiem for a dream reference, man. Mm -hmm. Precisely. 
Have you ever seen that movie? movie? I have totally seen. I have not, no. Uh, it's very depressing. I bet. I, I don't like depressing movies, so that's why I have stayed away from it. Anyway, uh, Lisa goes on to win the state finals, and uh, she even gets her own cheering section while she's there. Ameliorate. Could you use it in a sentence? Nothing can ameliorate the ineptitude of Principal Skinner. I wish he wouldn't use me in every example. A-M-E-L-I-O-R-A-T-E. Ameliorate. Correct. Lisa, you just won the state finals. Rip thongs, cognates, Latin roots. Lisa clobbers all you fruits. Well, our little girl's got her own cheering section. Hey, who doesn't? You tell her, Big H. Shoot a bad. Ah, you ain't so hot. I had to capture that last bit because I just love that Homer has his cheering section, one of whom is Mo telling him that he ain't so hot. I mean, you gotta keep, that is one of the best gags in this episode. You gotta, you gotta keep people humble, man. You can't, you know. That's true. You need one guy whose job it is just like, uh, be like, no, no, you're not cool. It's like the guy who, uh, I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but used to travel with Roman emperors uh, during their triumph to say, you too will die someday. People get people's heads from getting too big. Mo is that guy. I've so, never he still heard has that. A, a point in our modern society. I've never heard that before about oh. Roman emperors, man. So it must be, it must be a lie. I don't know that's any emperor. I believe it was during triumphs. Uh, so obviously it's true. Um, for those Roman history buffs out there, let me know if I'm wrong and I'm just remembering something incorrectly because I would love to know. Anyway, after Lisa wins the state finals, Homer goes for a ribbage to find out, oh no, it's gone from Springfield. It has moved on. Uh, Homer is, of course, distraught at this because who wouldn't? His favorite food is now gone. But he meets the ribheads weirdo hippie analogs who follow the rib witch from state to state they, they, because they're, they're deadheads man they're deadhead analogs directly i get that oh sorry deadheads hippies same difference no 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 don't don't do not don't don't i'm i you may want, like just pl- a, like pl- pile those two groups of people into like the same pile they hi- deadheads are certainly hippies okay Okay. All hippies are not deadheads, okay? It takes a particular okay, that, type that of, of of crazy person to – I've really – I tried to like the Grateful Dead, man. I really did. I thought, you know – You you tried. You thought, you know what? I'm the kind of guy who should like the Grateful Dead. I mean – I'm going to give it a shot. Jerry Garcia is a good songwriter, uh, but come on. Following him around – there's – okay, this is very coincidental – where but i saw this on twitter yesterday where someone there is a grateful dead convention and there is literally a panel where three men discussed i believe a bootleg recording of a of the grateful dead singing and the entire hour and a half long panel 90 minutes was about them arguing if Jerry Garcia was making a choice by singing strangely in this version of the song, or if it was just him screwing around. That was 90 minutes of conversation about that. That's what happens when you love something so intimately like that. You spend way too much time like it's the same as being like really into anime or a star wars or star trek or fan. maybe the, the simpsons one. or maybe the simpsons i mean who would spend hours upon hours thousands of hours of their lives going in depth I don't, on what every simpsons episode means i know but i don't know i don't think we've ever delved into minutia that much but this is very clearly like deadheads i mean i 
following food around is more i'm i'm not the like i guess i would follow wrestling around if i had the money like i'd follow (laughs) so i guess i shouldn't judge too harshly but also i would for like a very if if it if there was a food item that affected me as much as this affected homer and i had the i don't i it's only really like in one other city right san francisco is the only city after springfield i think on that guy's shirt uh, that's true. Yeah. So I guess Homer is driving out to, uh, to San Francisco repeatedly to get rib witches. <laughs> we don't really know. Let's not talk about how Homer gets to San Francisco. Well, of course not. That would require logic and thought. And we don't have the time in this plot for that. We don't really. There really is so, no time for it. There really isn't because this is a jam packed episode. So yes, Homer meets the rib heads. He decides to also, you know, kind of follow the rib witch around, although he's back and forth between plots several times. So, Okay. Uh, Lisa gets great treatment at school. She gets an extra wide locker uh, where they put, uh, I can't remember, is it, is it Ralph or is it uh, Milhouse who they banished to Willie's shack? Um, I don't remember. Okay, if you remember, it's obviously not important. I, so, <laughs> I don't remember. One of them gets banished to Willie's shack where they won't need books anymore for their locker. Uh, Lisa is also on the news. There's a segment on her winning the spell uh, or getting entrance into the spell Olympics for winning the state finals. And then uh, we see her. It was basically a Rocky montage of her practicing spelling while running for some reason. Hey, looky, it's a young and what sorts them squiggles into words. Can you spell scabies? S-C-A-B-I-E-S. Rubella? We got you a middle name. You ain't supposed to hold her like that. Spell ACDC. ACDC. Uh-uh, you forgot the lightning bolt. Relapse. R-E-L-A-P-S-E. That's what the earth's done to me. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. Thank you. I've never felt more accepted. Perhaps one day, people who spell correctly will replace athletes at the top of our national pantheon. Ah, I was just (laughs) K-I-D-D-I-N-G. Come on, Dimples. Spell something else for us. I'm a little tired. Oh, come on. Hey, spell Little Miss. She thinks she's so big. Very well. L-I-T-T-L-E-M-I-S. I ain't got time for this. I got a bar to run. So, yes, Mo has time to be Homer's cheering section, but not to heckle Lisa, which is, is probably a good thing. He's, he's focusing his energies in a positive way. So, yes, Lisa is traveling through the town. Uh, she's spelling very easy words for people who probably should be able to. But, you know, whatever. Uh, we actually go straight from this to the Spell Olympics, uh, where they release bees on people and then have the Blue Angels uh, release pesticide on or insecticide on the, the people. Uh, yeah, uh, one, don't do that to the bees. Uh, we need bees. Bees wouldn't attack people anyway. And two, uh, insecticide is very bad for you. So don't 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 put it on people. Uh, but then we get to see Elisa makes it to the top three in the Spell Olympics. Uh, it's just her, a little girl named uh, Sun Moon. I, don't remember. I, believe, I believe is her name. Sun Moon, yes. And Alex, who's a little kid who is, I, I guess, younger than Lisa. I guess he's five or six or whatever, but is just so cute when he spells that everyone's over the moon for he, it. He talk like this. Oh, he God, talks like somebody. this. Okay. 
Uh huh. He does talk like that. We're not going to let Robbie do that anymore because <laughs> I would hurt him. Why somehow not? Through the Why, Matt? Why? I so Homer like uh, tells Lisa that he is unfortunately not going to be there for the finals uh, to see her compete against Alex and Sun Moon uh, because he has to go get another rib witch. He has to get his rib witch fixed. It's been in a few days since he has had one. Lisa is, of course, very upset by this, but she doesn't have long to be upset by this before she's upset by something much, much worse. Lisa, may I see you privately for a moment? This can only be good. Lisa, competitive spelling has fallen on hard times. Today's students would rather watch Ozzy Osbourne. Look at me. I'm a drug addict. Ho, ho, ho. Some of us still enjoy scripted comedy, sir. That's a good girl. But if spelling is to compete, it needs a charismatic champion. Someone like me, back when I was a white-haired little boy. Well, I haven't won yet. Nor shall you. What? The future of our very sport is at stake. And we want the gold medal to go to him. Who? Alex? The boy that everybody loves? Yes, he's crowd-pleasing, and he's cute. Women in the audience toss their thick glasses at him. I'm not throwing a spelling bee. I'll die before I misspell. Be reasonable, Lisa. If you take a dive, we'll guarantee you a scholarship to the Seven Sisters College of your choice. Oh, free college? And a hot plate. It's perfect for soup. It's perfect for soup, Robbie. Somehow, I don't know how you use a hot plate for soup, but sure. I mean, you just put a, bowl, a uh, like a pot on it, and you 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 like you need to know how to make soup. I can make, I I've made soup before. I can. I tell guess you. you're right. I always microwave soup because I'm a very impatient person, what? as you well know. You microwave soup? Yeah. What, well, like in no, a can from a from like a, a can. I pour it into a microwave safe bowl. And then I heat it up. That's that's how you make soup. Oh, but I mean like, making soup, Matt. Like not not I may I mean when I use the word make, I don't mean buy a can from the grocery store. Oh, you mean like actually craft it from scratch kind of thing? Okay, I gotcha. I mean not scratch. So, I'm yes, not making. Right. I generally don't make my own stock, but you know I use you know I use the stock and then you well, add a lot obviously. of. Or you you. I made I made a so I made a oxtail onion soup the other day. It was really good. Cool. Yay soups. Yes, but that is the end of Act Two. As we go to black, go to <laughs> you make it sound so ominous, man. Go to black. Well, I mean, obviously they're they're offering her, uh, you know, to take a dive. I mean, what is this Pulp Fiction? Yes. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I don't. There's no Pulp Fiction in this episode. I guess. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, it'd be very weird. I, I mean, before I I launch in Act Three, man, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Why does Lisa want to win the spelling bee? Because she wants people to look up to her and treat intelligent people the way they treat professional athletes, apparently. That's the reason. As far as I can tell from this episode, yes. Okay. But that's two reasons you just gave me. I mean, they're she, part of the same she reason. She wants to be think. admired like a professional athlete. That's your answer? Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Just want to make that clear. Because I'm going to... I'm going to get... I get this episode sending mixed messages about Lisa's motivation for doing any of this. And I think that's the largest flaw in it, honestly. Yeah. Um, we come back 14 minutes, 18 seconds in. Lisa dreams about the offer. Uh, we get a visualization of all the seven sisters. We are the seven sisters, and you can attend any one of us, like Barnard, Columbia's girl next door. Come to Radcliffe and meet Harvard men. Or come to Wellesley and marry them. No, hurry with me. Or non-conform with me. 
Play lacrosse with me. Or explore with me. No, I don't want to pay for college by throwing a spelling bee. Get in, Lisa. Get a free ride. And a hot plate. Free ride. Free ride. Free ride. And a hot plate. What is it, sweetie? Mom, I'm having a crisis of conscience. Can you and Dad afford to send me to college? Oh, sure. I mean, not on your father's salary, but I could you know, give piano lessons. But you don't play the piano. I just got to stay one lesson ahead of the kid. Oh, well, I suppose I could just skip college and marry Millhouse. I know this is a fantasy, but I'll take it. <laughs> nah, forget it. No! I'll never be this happy again! <laughs> This episode's pretty harsh on Millhouse. <laughs> well, he's Millhouse. Uh, what I find interesting about this is usually you get the college scholarship for winning the spelling bee. What is the prize for winning? Is it even as good as getting a free ride to college? I mean, it, in this, uh, Matt, if we start actually thinking about what's going on here, it won't. It's, this okay, is the checking. thinnest of. This is the thinnest of premises here because. Yeah, like you would. That's ostensibly, if you win the spelling bee, you get enough. You you get your you get a paid scholarship to college. And I I think like you know theoretically, George Plimpton, who represents the the spelling bee organization, wants the spelling bee to be more notable, and so he wants a more marketable child to win, so that in the future the spelling bee can make more money. Theoretically, I guess. I don't really know. I that's uh, you know, I theoretically that's what he wants Lisa to lose and he and right, theoretically. Theoretically. I here's I I, I guess a, a a tangential problem with for me as well Matt is who cares? College at one of those college the cost of of going to any of those colleges would be impossible an impossible amount of money for Homer and Marge to pay. So maybe just do it, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, right. Those are private universities. Do you know what it costs to go to one of those? Throw the spelling bee. It, like, it, I hate that I'm saying that because I feel bad. Like, oh, uh, obviously she's having to give up her integrity. But integrity only goes so far when you're in a lower middle class family. And theoretically, if Lisa goes to one of those schools and gets one of those, she can then use her powers for good. <laughs> she can she can get you know a, a, a good degree and then get you know, move up in the world and use her status and privilege for good. All it took was her to finish second in a spelling bee. I finished second in a spelling bee and I'm doing a Simpsons podcast. It's not, like, <laughs> it's not there's much worse things. <laughs> yes. We had to go to public universities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the unwashed masses. So exactly. Lisa has dreamed about this offer. She it's, she's, she's weighing it back and forth. She's waffling at the same time. We are jumping over to Homer, who's now in San Francisco with a bunch of the ribheads, and he's not at the final of the spelling bee because of the rib witch. And this is what I'm also asking why I asked you that question, Matt, about why Lisa is wants to win the spelling bee. Okay. Because, you know, there's that whole scene where she's like, you know, Homer can't be there. He has to go to San Francisco for the rib witch, which is a ridiculous thing. Like... It's a terrible reason. It's a terrible, very, so we expect that. It's a very terrible reason. But 
and it it feels like that hurts Lisa's feelings and later on weighs into what what her, her choice is whether to throw the spelling bee or not but you just said Homer has nothing to do with it it's all about being admired true but i feel like um i i feel like Homer not being there is tertiary to the it's like a side thing to Lisa said and she's like oh you know she wants to win this uh for respect of everyone in general not so much for Homer specifically, but Homer is the catalyst to make her do it. You're right. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> okay. at the well, end. But, well, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, but not a ton. If you get what I'm saying, like, she well, wants people to respect her. And if her own father shows up to see her, she feels it's like, oh, you know, my integrity is worth something. OK. All right. Well, Homer's in San Francisco eating rib witches with all the other rib heads when Krusty drives up. And apparently Krusty has some bad news about the Rib Witch. Hey, hey! Hey, it's the guy from the drive-thru. Yeah, like three Rib Witches, a Diet Coke. Will you get out of my... Look, uh, about the Rib Witch. There aren't gonna be any more. The animal we made him from is now extinct. The pig? The cow? You're way off. Think smaller. Think more legs. <laughs> People, we went through something magical together. And it's not important who got rich off of whom or who was exposed to tainted what. And because you believed in my dream, I want you to fight over the last ribwich ever made. Here. Welcome to the real world, hippie. Wow, what a long, strange product rollout it's been. Goodbye. Man, you got the last ribwich. I'll give you anything for it. Please, please, I'll get you four days and three nights at a comfort inn anywhere in the lower 48 states. Blackout dates, December 19th through January 5th. I give you the Lisa to my car. <gasps> Lisa! Is this what I've come to, fighting over a stupid sandwich on my daughter's big day? Mister, I'll take that car. Hey, that's a nice. Aha. I have the bias remorse. Seriously, no food is good enough to trade for a car. Maybe it was. Maybe there's like. A, it's maybe it's a lemon. Maybe it has like a, a really bad problem that's about to explode. That's true. Homer turns the corner and just stops, and he's like, "Ha ha! Now you have to dispose of it." Exactly. So Homer decides. You know, trades in. We have the some man with an accent <laughs> using selling the word using the word Lisa and reminding Homer that he has a daughter. Because he needs that reminder every once in a while because he forgets his kids. Once in a while. So, Lisa's now we, we are now at the finals of the Spelling Bee. Uh, we are, we, we, we get, I don't know, the final showdown between the, the final three kids with Homer making a very dramatic appearance for Lisa. All right. Your word is weather. Which one? Can you use it in a sentence? Certainly. I don't know whether the weather will improve. Uh, oh, W, uh, um, E? Alex, your word is rigged, as in this contest is rigged. R-I-G-G-E-D, rigged. Bravo, my pet. You shall be champion, assuming Lisa misspells this next word. The word is intransigence. Could I please hear it in a sentence? Certainly. The little girl's intransigence 
cost her the college of her choice. Intransigence. I... Daddy made it for your dance recital, honey. Dad, you do care. Damn right. You're number one on my menu. Now supersize it. If you hear, I can't fail. Attention, everyone. I was asked to take a dive, but I won't do it. I-N-T-R-A-N-S-I-G-A-N-C-E. You fool, it's E-N-C-E. Oh, my God, you're right. I spelled it wrong. I tried my best and I failed. And now you lose everything. And I go back to whatever it is I do. I, I think the bigger part of what she said was the whole, oh, uh, I was asked to take a dive. She would just kind of like go right past that. No one seems to care. Yeah, this the ending of this is like they set up a lot of interesting things and then they kind of they kind of like, why is Homer the, the reason that Lisa decides to not throw it? Why? Like Homer doesn't even know what he what he's at. He doesn't even realize he's at a spelling bait. Mm hmm. I think it's what what Homer represents. Homer represents people respecting her for, you know, doing something important. Homer has ignored her this entire episode over for a sandwich. Yes, but he, at the last minute he came through and for her and she realizes that, oh, it's important that people respect me and my integrity. This is not the best way to show that, obviously. I'm just playing devil's advocate out of what the writers probably intended. If maybe, Matt, here, I'm going to throw this out there. Maybe you could have Lisa and Homer have a conversation earlier in the episode about maybe he is the only person that she tells about this offer. Maybe she says, Dad, uh, George Plimpton told me that if I throw the Spellympics, he will give he will pay for my college tuition to any of these very expensive schools. And Homer ultimately would go. You know, Homer does the thing that he does so well in the best Homer release, like in like a Lisa the Iconoclast or, uh, or, 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 you know, other where he Homer goes, Lisa, I, I know what I would do, but you're smarter than me and you you have a lot of the greatness in you, or et cetera, et cetera. You, you got to do this. But then also Homer goes off and to look for to search for a sandwich and she's upset. And then he comes back, and just in time, and she sees him and remembers their conversation, and then she decides to misspell a word anyway. <laughs> and then there's no consequences for George Plimpton trying to have a little nope. girl throw the Olympics, mm-hmm. which is also a problem. Like, you gotta have some surface level, like, either have him sh- show him getting out of it, like, using this loopholes, oh, I'm rich, or, oh, I, whatever. I think this episode is just trying to do so much. It just doesn't have the time. Honestly, that's largely yeah. the problem. It runs out of time. It's true, which is sad because I feel like if they had gotten to the Ribwitch part, they could have had more time for the main plot. But then I guess it's not as big a deal, but it would feel like it would be more important for Homer to show up in the final uh, you know, moments to inspire Elisa. But without him leaving her for the Ribwitch thing, it would have meant less. So they should have found a better way, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I like the Ribwitch stuff. I think it's funny. I think like I laughed multiple times with the Ribwitch stuff. Uh, oh, for sure. It's it's the source of a lot of the humor in this episode. So I don't necessarily want it to be gone, but I like if they had another minute 
honestly. One more extra minute. This this ending just feels really rushed. Feels like they're they kind of like, well, we don't have time for that, so he just disappears. Oh, we don't have time for more Lisa Homer stuff, so it's not there, and so it just kind of feels thrown together at the very end. So we we have Lisa losing the spelling bee because she misspells a word, not because of her throwing it, because she honestly is not as good a speller. Even though he George Flipton did just like cheat that other little girl out of the spelling bee. True. Also, why can't he just do that to Lisa? <laughs> he could just give her Yeah, right. Why can't he even give her uh, some freaking homonyms? <laughs> Apparently that's how you screw people out of spelling bee stuff. <laughs> you just yeah, you just give him a homonym and don't specify which 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 version of the word it is. But Lisa's driving home with Homer, uh, and uh we get a happy ending. Lisa? Honey, you spelled the word wrong, but you did the right thing. Yeah, you're the number one speller in this car, or in that car, or in that car, or... Uh, don't look at that car. Oh, my one chance for everyone to like me, and I blew it. What? Two cheers for Lisa. Hip, hip. Hooray! Hip, hip. Hooray! Now, deep breath and quiet. You mean you're all still proud of me? Lisa, with second place, you're the biggest winner this town has ever had. Before you, it was the woman who dated Charles Groton. You have made me feel so wonderful. Thank you, Springfield. We've got another surprise for you. Like a rumba, huh? That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, the big surprise is Lisa's face carved into the side of the mountain. Yeah, that's 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 kind of a big deal. So uh, I guess Lisa succeeded in what she wanted. Uh, yeah. I guess, um, like, again, I think this needed to be, like, I, the, I, I wish they had just focused on this, on this, of, of like, oh, she wants, I, you know, I, I think this version of it works well enough without Homer being so integral to her, like, deciding to be good. Like, this turn at the end where Springfield still appreciates her because she's still the most successful Springfieldian ever. Because she finished second in the spelling bee. Uh-huh. Uh, they work really fast. I'll say that. Getting Lisa's face to the side of the mountain. That's huge. It's like, it's bigger than Mount Rushmore. It's true. And I feel like whoever actually did that should probably be the person on the mountain. Because that's better than second place <laughs> in the spelling bee. That's true. I'm sure Lisa one day will go on to do bigger and better now, things. I mean, but, the, you know. the thing is, Matt, they're not from Springfield, though. Oh, that's a good point. They're no. they're from outside. They got brought in. They're a contractor. <laughs> Also, I do want to mention, we did mention this earlier, and this is a big big thing. This is a big uh, news on the message boards. Uh, Barney's relapsed. I think this oh, is yeah, that's true. the first time we've seen Barney drink since uh, his since his <laughs> days of wine and dozies. <laughs> yeah, since the days of wine and dozies. Uh, I don't. For a, 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 for like literally like an eight second gag about spelling relapse. <sighs> um, sure. I, I I like this episode. I don't don't get me wrong. I like this episode. It's way better than our past view. Way better. Oh, for sure. For sure. This is probably one of the best episodes in season 14, honestly. Yeah. So far anyway. So far. Uh it's it 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 does a lot of things right. It's funny. It makes largely makes sense. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say we obviously laid out a lot of the plot holes, but compared to like Barding Over or Pray Anything like 
God forbid, strong arms them all. Like this is Ooh, way, way, way better than those. It, you know, it, it it mostly makes sense. Lisa has a problem, has a a, a, a you know a crisis of conscience, as she says in the episode, and we get it. It gets you know it gets resolved. Which is, I it shouldn't be a high bar, you know, for but them. But yeah, for them to resolve the 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 issues that they introduce in the episode, but they do. Uh, Homer's rib witch issue. They they tie them together, even though it feels a little higgledy piggledy. Uh, it it works out. It 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 feels like a, a in season fourteen. This feels like a huge triumph, just that it manages to do all this stuff. So there's that. There's that. There's that. Uh, we will rank it at the end of the show. Hey, Matt. Yes, Robbie. You're, you're going to ask me a question. Oh, I was asking you the question. Yeah. Well, Robbie, is this episode broken? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. It has, it has issues, but that's not. It's certainly not. Which puts it well above a whole bunch of other ones from this season. Yes, exactly. It's it's certainly not broken. It is. It's fine. It's fine. I think that's and that's not bad. <laughs> it's fine and that's not bad. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments of the news group is where I look through the uh, nohomers.net forum, uh, the time the episode debuted, and see what people thought of it back then, back in the day, back in two thousand and three. I was still in high school. Still watching The Simpsons. Well, I think I had given up by 2003. I was in college at that point, and uh, I was like, eh. This is, this is the last legs. This is one of the last seasons I was watching live. I think season next season, season 15, is the last season I actually watched live. And then I was like, oh, Chappelle show's on. I'll just watch that. <laughs> so true. Uh, oh, I got a, I have a girlfriend. Oh, suddenly The Simpsons. Not nearly as in, it's interesting. Um, Universally liked almost i'm not surprised smallest margin of less than let's see it's like like six and a half percent think this is a two or one out of five with the vast majority even a four out of five and then five out of five and three out of five so most people really really like this very very few people disliked it which i believe compared and especially compared to the rest of season 14 my god way better than that um first review Wow, best episode of the season. I love the art direction. Homer eating all the rib witches for the first time. Love the excellent use of music. I love the lines. I loved how the subplot tied into the main plot. Excellent five out of five. Uh, next, four out of five. This is what every episode should be. A believable, down-to-earth plot you can relate to with all the character acting the way they should. After several mediocre episodes, I finally felt that after watching this episode, I'd watch an actual story. <laughs> crazy how that works and not a bunch of wacky crazy stuff happening the only thing to bring it down from a five out of five is the pointless subplot with homer and the rib witches which was a b overall a big wtf especially the first sequence of him eating them and the fact they made him seem they that they made them seem gross still the rib witch plot tied in with the main one at the end and homer chose lisa over a sandwich which was cool <laughs> that's that is that is indeed cool that least that homer uh -huh. chose lisa over a sandwich that, that's not uh, that's not an always homer thing no also i will say that's the whole i like i don't I, obviously this person does not is not listening to me but i you know them making the sandwich seem gross is kind of the point like because a lot of fast food sandwiches can seem gross 
except the, for the people who really, really like them. It's not they don't realize that this is like could be considered gross. They just go the part of the brain that you know sees the grossness of certain fast food sandwiches just doesn't doesn't activate or something. Like there's plenty of terrible food items that are definitely gross. I still love them. Oh, of course. I mean, when it comes down to it, a lot of people are just drawn to the flavor, and there's nothing you can tell them about that. Like, oh, it's gonna kill you. Yeah, well. People still smoke, and that kills them. So, I, I mean, I, I completely understand where they're coming from with that. Yeah. All right, a final review. Uh, the most negative one I could find, Matt. This is the most negative review I could find of the boards. Not bad. I laughed out loud a few times. I saw some improvements from previous episodes. Still doesn't have that old Simpsons feel to it, but an overall pretty good episode from what we could expect from the show these days. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's mirrors our thoughts, basically. Yeah. Um, that's about it. A lot of positive and i i i I think they're they're correct this time they're they're right to enjoy this episode so much you hear that people from 2003 you were right uh we can move on to our next segment it's time for listener question of the week let's try one more number (gasps) yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite courtroom moment turns out there's a lot of trials in the Simpsons. There's a lot. Uh, first from Lauren. Uh, Homer. Now, wait a minute. Okay, I'm not going to win Father of the Year. In fact, I'm probably the last guy in the world who should have kids. Uh, well, well, wait, wait. Can I, can I start again? Fathering children is the best part of my day. I do anything for Bart and Lisa. And uh, Margaret. Who? Lady, you got the wrong file. Marge. It's Maggie. Oh, Maggie. I got nothing against Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Maggie. Uh, Hannah, when Roger Myers Jr. starts his reign about how everything in animation is stolen, just the blue-haired lawyer's face dropping into his hands in the background. It's a person in the legal industry, client destroying their own case in front of you. Hits me where I live. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, from Jenny, for me, it's got to be Lionel Hutt's moment. A bottle of delicious bourbon. Brownest of the brown liquors. So tempting. What's that? You want me to drink you? But I'm in the middle of a trial. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, poor David. Oh. I'm tempted. Oh, I miss Lana Hutz. I miss Phil Hartman. Uh, from Aaron, also Lana Hutz, as, he, as he's repairing shoes. Excuse me, Judge. These won't be ready until Thursday. Marge's answer. You know, we should really stop hiring him. <laughs> Probably oh, think they would have figured that out a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. From Mike. Uh, Mr. Foreman, has the jury reached a verdict? Verdict? Is that what you're supposed to do? What the... Why are my ears on the bench? Because that's what we did. Funny juries. Uh, for Mitch, this verdict is written on a cocktail napkin, and it still says guilty. And guilty is spelled wrong. Eep. Uh, from Ben, Mrs. Simpson, what did you do? In, what did you and your husband do after you were ejected from the restaurant? Well, we pretty much went straight home. Mrs. Simpson, you're under oath. We drove around until 3 a.m. looking for another all-you-can-eat fish restaurant. And when you couldn't find one, we went fishing. <laughs> now, does that? Sound- I thought I had chosen one, but I forgot about that. <laughs> and now, and does that sound like a man who had all he could eat? Uh, from Jeffrey, Your Honor, we find that Homer Simpson's soul is legally the property of Marge Simpson and not of the devil. <laughs> uh, from oh, Jade, from JD, I move for a bad court thingy. Uh, from Lauren at Elkham eighty-eight. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. 
Meow, 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 meow. Do they still do those commercials? Not as far as I know, thank goodness. The meow, 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 that's a very particular, it's in the the stinking, was it Friskies? Meow mix? Meow mix, that makes sense. Man from N20, at man from N20, I'm not wearing a tie at all. Uh, at sing at purple underscore rose those glasses which are homer's <laughs> homer's jury glasses jury duty yeah. jury duty glasses uh matt sipling knight at sipling knight uh lisa's judge judge uh judge snyder motion to declare writ boys the boy that declare writ the boys would be boys judge motion granted case dismissed uh greg at rise to power from lisa the skeptic science should say 500 yards from religion at all times uh from allison uh, at Amherst1258. What about your tattoo that says Die Bart Die? This? Oh, this is German for the Bart the. Oh, he must be good. I don't think <laughs> no one who speaks Sorry. German can be evil. That's a trial, Matt. It's a trial. It's a it's a I I I, guess. I, I rule it. I rule it acceptable. Alright then. Good to know. I rule it acceptable in this court that we're in right now. Okay. And finally from Brody, uh this immediately popped into my head. This is an outrage. I am not a clumsy, clueless waiter. I will trips on chair, falls out window into truck containing rat traps. At least there were no big ones. Ah, <laughs> that's my best. Aye, aye, <laughs> aye. Okay, Matt, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is uh, I'm not wearing a tie at all. But oh man, the all you can eat fish thing that that comes so close. It it might be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my answer is uh, my answer is the the all you can eat fish moment. We went fishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Does this sound like the actions of a man who got all he could eat? And then the best part is they they pan to the jury and it's all really heavy people going, no, that could have been me. <laughs> like there's so many elements of that are so perfect. Oh, oh god, I just anyway. So next, those next, are our answers. Next week's question: What is your favorite competition in the show? Perhaps a spelling bee competition, or Perhaps a the Olympics, or, or uh, maybe it could be some mini golf. Or some a hockey game, or uh, a I don't know. There's lots of competitions, both athletic and non-athletic, in The Simpsons. So I'll let you guys, let you guys do your thing. Post on all our social media: Facebook.com/slash The Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matthew, it is time once again for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am the smart. I am the smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard and try and stump the other. Matt has, I believe, let me look, four points on me. Spelling as fast as I can is the name of this episode. All right, Matt, you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. Your easy question, Homer and Lisa bond over what in Lisa the Greek? Oh, no. Gambling on football. That is correct. Robbie, would you like to know your easy question? Sure. Who is Homer's bookie in Lisa the Greek? Ah, that'd be Moses Lack. Of course, it had to happen eventually. We'd pick the same episode. 
All right, Matt. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Your medium question, okay. Matt. Which Super Bowl does Homer watch in the original broadcast? Oh, God. That's your medium question? Uh, I'm going to go with 24. <sighs> so close. Oh, dang. 26. All right. Super all right, Bowl 26. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Your medium question. What is the last Malibu Stacy accessory Homer buys for Lisa and is subsequently taken by the girls in the neighborhood? It'd be a chinchilla coat. Oh, damn it. Uh, all right. Your hard question, Matthew. What three bets are in Moe's little black book in the beginning of the episode? I'm not going to waste your time. I have no clue. Uh, Barney bets $5 on Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. Smitty whoever that is, bets $12 on New Orleans, and Homer bets $20 on Denver. All right. Your hard question. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Lisa's dream about the future, at what age does she say she's been hawking jewelry since? 12. Well, so much for that lead I had. I mean, Matt, I literally went over the entire episode of Freaky Act. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I can tell, obviously. (laughs) I just have to admit this coincidentally happened every week. <laughs> I've been betting on I've been gambling since I was eight and hawking jewelry since I was twelve. Twelve. So uh now I have a one point lead. It's a good week. It's a good week, Matt. It is for you, you son of a <laughs> anyway. I don't know what to tell you, Matt. Could you like next week could you text me? What episode of the trivia questions? No, I definitely cannot. <laughs> Son of a... I'm so bad. You know, it would really... It seems... T- turns out that it really helps. If we... <laughs> I, I should have come up with different questions on the fly. So. <laughs> hours, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so that's the end of uh, trivia for this week. Uh, I have a one point lead over Matt. Uh, turns out that was uh, that was good for me. Uh, we can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It is time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. All right. All right. All right. This is hard, Robbie, because it's not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, this is a decent episode. Is it? But I think, let's see, there is, where is our, we, we got a, 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 is it better than, let's say, Papa's got a brand new badge? I would say yes. The plot mostly makes sense, and there's no weird uh, Maggie shooting everyone at the end. <laughs> I still, I still, I still say that if all they had to do was not show Maggie with the gun. And that would have been a much better episode. Absolutely. That, that's actually a good idea for a plot. But that one little thing makes it so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Really does change everything. Well, if it's better, I think I agree with you. I think this is better than Papa's Got a Brand New Batch. Above that is Simpson. There Above that, however, is a lot of season two episodes, mostly. And I don't know if this is better than any of them. Simpson and Delilah is the next episode up. And oh, man, I don't think. I don't think this is better than Simpson and Delilah. No. God, how is Simpson and Delilah so low? I mean, it's not oh. it's not perfect. There's a lot of It's not perfect, but I mean 195? Is that what we've gotten to? And then Barbara I mean, Matt, it's 
There's um, above that at Bart vs. Thanksgiving, Marge and Chains, two cars in every garage, and three guys in every fish. There, those season two episodes that were like, and Marge, that Marge and Chains episode was just, you know, Marge gets a J- Jimmy know. Carter statue repurposed at the end. It's not like the best episode ever. Um, they're, 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 they're good. They're just simple. And that's not, you know, they're certainly not bad episodes. I think after you get, like, once we're at, like, in the two early 200s, like, you know, like, those are considered episodes I would happily rewatch. Like it's, it's, that's definitely true. So, I mean, I think that's where it's not bad to put it, you know, one ninety five. I doesn't mean bad. That's true. It just, I really like that episode. And I guess reading up, I like all the ones above it more, but still, wow. So that I, you agree one ninety a new number one ninety six. Yeah, that sounds perfect actually. Okay. So, I'm spelling as fast as I can is a new number 196 on our list. Uh, Right below Simpson Delilah, right above Papa's Got a Brand New Badge. Last on our list is still The Strong Arms of the Mall, which is now number 285. So that there's 100 episodes in between that, Matt. Yeah, that sounds about right. I I mean, we're definitely going to have to 90 episodes, but don't worry, there will be more. There's going to be a lot. We're going to add more episodes below it than above it. I'm pretty sure for the inter- <laughs> for the future, at least for a while. Yeah, that's till, definitely true. Probably, but, but I can't imagine us ever having anything lower than strong arms of the ball. Let's hope I'm right. <laughs> oh, there is that drunk driving episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, the, okay, the, so there, we might have one lower. Thing. There's the bar rag episode. You know, I don't hate that one as much as you do. We'll see. It's very stupid, but that's that's far in the future. We don't have to worry about that yet. Um, our next episode is A Star is Born Again, which is Flanders goes falls in love with a movie star, or vice versa, I guess. Oh, I kind of remember liking that one. We'll see if that sticks around. <laughs> M- Marissa Tomei as uh, the love interest. Marissa Tomei, a Hollywood movie star, plays a Hollywood movie star in uh this falls in love with ned flanders uh, i don't also think it might be okay we'll see it's a parody of notting hill movie i've not seen neither have i maybe we should watch notting hill maybe we should do that for our simpson cinema this year M- maybe this month we maybe we should everyone i love hugh grant do you now and julia roberts know? no i don't really like Hugh grant that much he's not bad he's no fine. no he, he's fine um you find this list on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there to our, our our this list, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Link to our Patreon. If you want to help us out, throw the show a couple dollars. We'd really appreciate it. Helps keep the lights on. Helps pay for hosting. We appreciate it. Um, You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Norman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com, which has links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my book. My newest book is underneath a... Story of frozen terror set in Antarctica, full of body horror. If you like the thing of the terror, you love it. You can go read it for free and Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. But apparently what I need to do is go through Frankiac for every single episode of The Simpsons to make sure Robbie can't get one over on me. So that's what I'll be doing. So what you'll need to do to contact me is to somehow slip a subliminal message onto the DVDs and Blu-rays in my collection. Because otherwise I'm not going to see it because I'm just going to be looking at Frankiac and my DVDs and Blu-rays over the next, uh, you know, several weeks of time it's going to take to watch them all. But I'm going to do it because I cannot let Robbie beat me. Uh, I do have an interesting fact for you, man. 
What's that? Guy who d- made Frankiac lives in Austin. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. So what you're doing is you're going to have him suddenly change things to screw me over. I see how it is. I would never do such a thing. You do anything to win and you know it. <laughs> I mean, I did I did say that Lisa should just throw the spelling bee earlier, so clearly exactly. I don't really care about winning. I care about that sweet, sweet money. Mm. Uh I'm Robbie. Money. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the Simpsons. And it's all about the money. The money. Shh.